0: wanted to write this not uh this fictional book and so i had to take everything from the concepts the character development uh, yeah. everything okay so there's about 23 things that you had to um relate back to and it had to constantly relate back to it and chat just couldn't do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka the beard guy here and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce po- uh, podcast. Let's reverse that. The e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today we're going to be discussing integrating AI into your SEO strategy. Great topic. Everybody's talking about this. So today, we're going to be talking about the big picture and where does AI fit in? Uh, What's the mixed messages on Google's stance on AI? Now, this is crazy. There's lots of controversy about this. So, our guest is going to help us out with that. And how can e commerce businesses start using AI in their SEO strategy? So, welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right. Again today, talking about AI and how you integrate it into your SEO strategy. Our guest, is the president and a returning guest. I think this is third or fourth time, but uh, he's the president and CEO of Wiedemann Consulting Group. He considers himself a scientist and practitioner of local and e-commerce search engine optimization and paid search advertising. While serving as a adjunct professor at UCSD and CSUF, he built the Academy of Search. So welcome. I can't wait to talk to him, uh, Steve Wiedemann. But before we get to him, uh, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show and welcome Steve.
2: Hello. Hello. Good morning. Oh, hold it. Hold it.
0: Whew. I don't get overcome with celebrities but with you.
2: Well, it's morning over here in LA so but it's technically um, you know noon in, in other parts of the world but you know I was I was curious when you said coffee I'm like you've got so much coffee behind you but you're blinking way too much for somebody who drinks that much coffee because by you know an hour from now I'm going to be like wide-eyed like cause I drink a lot of coffee to get going every morning.
0: Me too. <laughs> me too. Definitely.
2: Well, thanks for having me on today. I'm excited to talk about AI and generative AI and all these these new technologies that are making our jobs a lot easier and smoother and hopefully helping business owners and e-commerce sites make good decisions about how to use AI. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You know what? I forgot. I was in LA last week. I wish I would have remembered and I give you, make, well, you probably please. wouldn't have taken my call, but, uh, you know, I wish I would have, uh, uh, got contact with you, but uh, yeah, anyways,
2: you know, knowing that you're here, I actually had a friend call me yesterday who's from yep. Korea and he's like, I'm going to be there for just a few hours. Can I come visit? And I'm like, yeah, So he's going <laughs> to come in right, literally right after this and we're probably going to get some lunch in a bit, but yeah, that's, oh, fantastic. I'm always, I'm always happy to see people I don't get to see in person. So please, next time you're in LA, come hang out. We can do a little impromptu, uh, you know, podcast here in the office. It'd be fun. Fantastic. All right. So there's a
0: lot to talk about. And one of the things that I, I'm trying to get across to people is that um, AI isn't everything that you're seeing on every video. Uh, it's either like what I'm looking at is it's so basic and they're not giving the right information mm-hmm. uh, or they're telling you something that's just absolutely not true. And Make 10000 a day with AI. Yeah, yeah. You know, leaning against the Lambo, throwing the money. And you're seeing so many of these uh, types of uh, uh, promos out there that I I just want to set it straight. And I know you're the type of person that just tells it as it is. And, you know, you're one of the tops in the industry. Um, So why don't we just start talking about AI and let's give us maybe the big picture view of where AI and what it is and where you see it going.
2: Absolutely. You know, and it's it's so exciting, but it's so um, what's the word I want to use? It's there's a fog of of myths and and what's going on. What is this this whole AI thing? And is it is it the matrix? Is it something that, that we created that just starts thinking on its own and doing its own thing? And I think a lot of us haven't taken the time to really get in to learn about, you know, where where this all stems from the technology that we have right now. Sure there could be a matrix type thing in years from now, but right now these these machines are building off of knowledge that we're feeding them. We're actually saying here's what we want you to to learn and and understand and then we want you to when somebody asks a question is is use this technology we've built into to take the learning and basically come up with an answer based on, you know, what we fed you. So it's it's not just a you know, go learn something and then come back and tell me the answer. We have to we have to give it the data source to learn from, um, and then it comes back with an answer at that very moment. It doesn't take what it just did and fold it into everything it's doing for everybody else. You know, at some point, I'm sure it might, but that's where it gets scary, and that's why companies like Google and Microsoft and OpenAI are getting together. I think it was just two days ago they announced it you know, start creating some standards and to start, you know, working together to create a safe world, you know, where we can start using AI in ways that, you know, doesn't um, affect national security or or you know, um, our lifestyle here in the States. So I think I think when we think about AI as digital marketers, AI is, is basically technology that that comes stems from a, a database of information that allows us to to get answers, to get solutions, to create content and to create things that, that enable us to do a better job of running our business without repetitive tasks, without having to um, you know, make phone calls and send emails to learn things, without, you know, in some cases, without even needing virtual assistants. Um, I still have a virtual assistant for many reasons that AI can't, you know, do. So I love VAs, but, um, but some of the things that they do, um, such as finding times for things and looking for things and booking um, times on schedules like Bard can do now, um, those things are, um, you know, are going to save us a lot of time and a lot of money. So I'm very excited about, you know, where AI is going, but basically that's, that's the way I look at it in a nutshell. It's just a big, big database of information that's fed into a machine that, that interprets it in a way that we can understand it.
0: Most people are working with chat GPT, uh, or with Bard, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever tried, uh, have you looked into Claude at all? Or do you have a favorite uh, platform that you work with?
2: You know, I, right now, I, I'm just mm-hmm. putting my time and energy into chat GPT and BARD. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my my phone. So before I think about searching, I go straight to the bottom of my phone and I click both of these one at a time. And I ask the same question because I want to understand the difference in how the, both um, uh, display answers and, and I want to play with the different tones and and style of communication, too. So I'll go in and say, you know, set it to give me something a little bit more casual or to give me something a little bit more uh, professional. I just really want to understand um, what kind of answers both of the different platforms that, that everybody is actively using. And if the other platforms start getting active, I'll probably jump into them as well. But right now I want to understand them because I need to make sure my clients appear in those search results in many cases. So I need to you know, really study and understand them. So I'm using both before I use just standard search. Now there will be times we'll all jump into um, the the generative AI uh, labs uh, feature. So I'll go to the you know labs.google.com is where you can sign up for it. It's Super mm-hmm. you know easy. Just click add to waitlist and within a day you're in. And uh, basically now you'll go to Google instead of just getting your standard search results, um, you're going to get the generative AI results, and then you know your organic. So, and what's interesting is those results are different than Bard. You would think that Bard and you know that little snippet of of chat that comes right beneath the search box would be the same, but they're they're usually completely different. So, very interesting stuff. But what was the one you mentioned? I'm curious to check it out. It's Claude. it's Claude. It's called Cloud, I believe, but it's Claude.
0: C L A U D E. And the reason I looked at that is I needed to have uh, 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 one of these uh, apps that I could put at least 75,000 words into it. Mm. So, and I had, it, I had to have it relate back. Uh, what was happening in ChatGPT, it was always kind of going back off base. I'd always tell it, tell it to uh, go back to the prompt and you know stay on track and it would, but then it kept going off base further and further the more I got into it. Yeah. And I was trying to, this is, uh, here's what I was trying to do. One was a business plan okay uh, and it always had to re- relate back to you know five different things 10 different things 20 different things okay. the other thing i had always wanted to write this not uh this fictional book and so i had to take everything from the concepts the character development uh, yeah. everything okay so there's about 23 things that you had to um relate back to and it had to constantly relate back to it and chatgpt just couldn't do it put it into Claude, guess what? Knocked it, it out. It knocked it, knocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, again, it's just experimenting. And even the proper prompting to to get a ChatGPT, it probably could have. And now with, uh, what's it called? Uh, not Code Interpreter. The new one that just came out where you can upload a file and it can interpret the file. Oh. Um
2: I know what you're talking about a uh, Bard does that too, though you can do that with like, yeah. images and so forth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, with Bard, we have a bit of a drawback here in Canada, and also it's not working with ChatGPT, by the way.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So they've like if I go in there, it says that it's temporarily disabled. So mm. anyway, but let's talk about. Um, you talked about Google and ChatGPT but there's been mixed messages that have like since january i've been saying, yeah. seeing like you, you can't put uh anything that uh, uh you can't put anything that's been developed through uh chatgpt on google to get the best search results so anything that's ai generated yeah. w- would not be weighted the same as an original document sure
2: and i'm 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 kind of a data based analyst, right? I want to I wanna make decisions and recommendations based on actual data. And so far though, the only data I have, I have, well, I have two sources. One, I, I have what Google said in one of the, the two pieces that they have on the internet, right? One of them is, you know, use AI. It's great. You'll love it. Right. Another one is don't create a lot of automated content, right? And it's kind of like, well, all right. Which um, one? But <laughs> the other, yeah. The other data source that, that we have is is at the, the launch of, you know, Chat GPT. You know the internet community went nuts and creating a lot of automated content and you saw a lot of those same people that were talking about it wonder why in late march all their content tanked and so to me seeing a frequency between the you know the uh, the users that were using automated content when chat gpt first came out and those that were penalized in terms of a drop in keyword rankings um to me, there is a correlation, enough of a correlation to say it's probably not a good idea to do this right now. And and while you might have success with it short term, mm-hmm. you know, maybe because Google hasn't yet figured out about the scale or hasn't noticed that um, you know, that the content isn't uh, really created by the brand, it's just created by a robot, um, that's you're you're kind of scathing through. And and a lot of SEOs will say that hey, it's working right now, why wouldn't I do it? It's working. Because in a few months from now, when you're counting on this. Income like the new income you're getting from your influencer marketing, and suddenly it just stops. You know, wait, I've just forecasted that I'm going to make an extra 10k a month. They just drop down to two. Oh my god, what am I going to do? Right. So to avoid that scenario, I would avoid, um, I would avoid running tests that you expect to be a part of your long-term digital marketing strategy. And instead, think long-term about your digital marketing strategy in ways that you can differentiate. And here's here's why. Here's why I, I envision it not being a good solution to just throw your your keywords into ChatGPT GPT or Bard and say create a page of content that's going to rank in the search results and make it not you know sound like a robot is because what if and, and I'm in a small city here La Mirada, what if I don't know twenty of the plumbers that are in La Mirada do this exact same thing and they they throw out the same queries and the same prompts because they're all going to some plumber. Marketing course or something, and they're they're taking all the same uh, ideas and suggestions, and they create all the same content. Now you look at these twenty pages around perhaps drain cleaning, right? Drain cleaning services La mirada and they all have this chat generated content, and it's all basically spitting out the same thing. But some of them are saying it different, and you know the results are always a little bit different. Paragraphs, a few bullet lists, some headings, some subheadings, and keywords, and you know good titles and descriptions. And they're all basically the same thing, just a little bit of a different spin on the content. How is Google going to rank you know those those plumbers? Because it's not going to use Geo because those are service-based businesses. They're not brick and mortar. You don't go to your plumber office, you know, in order plumbing, plumbing, you know, you make a phone call. So so to me, the way I, I worry about it is that if you if you use this as your primary vehicle, at some point so will all of your competitors. You know, and you won't be able to depend on that strategy being, you know, consistent. So, so the way that, that I kind of think about it is how about we come up with something original and unique and better? Why don't we look at our reviews and see what people are saying about us? You know what? And let's, let's use AI and ask AI to review our reviews, right? And help come up with some copy or some topic ideas based on what people are are saying about us. And then. Maybe let's even ask our customers, why do you choose us? Send a survey out and, you know, do a little raffle or something for, for those folks and, and ask, why would you choose us over the competition? What makes us better? Um, and then and then take that and, of course, incorporate into the content itself, but also create images and, and videos that represent those because people are very visual. And I think if we get if we get addicted to this idea of we can just just feed keywords to generate content through a conveyor belt in Bard or Chat GPT, you know, then you know the, we're we're almost being lazy and complacent to try to provide the results that our customers are actually looking for because they're very visual. Users are very visual. They want to see images and and proof, and they want to see you doing the the drain cleaning, and they want to see happy client giving them a high five. And you know what? They probably want to see a little humor. So that you have some authenticity and and seem like a fun, um, you know, easy to work with, with um, service provider. Because, as you know, in some service industries, they're not always the the politest or friendliest. They just want to do their job and get out. And some of us like working with people that we like to work with that are really nice. So I think that's that's the the difference. Right. You can absolutely go all day long and generate content, you know, load up on your website and hope it ranks in Google. But it's very likely going to be a short lived um, short-lived technique and not a strategy that's you know going to stand the test of time. Um, but I still think there's there's an absolute value in using uh, AI. We use it every day in what we're doing. Now, imagine imagine you are you know the the local plumber, and I know we'll get into com here in a minute too. But imagine you are the local plumber, and you're like, okay, how can I use AI to help my digital marketing? Maybe from an SEO standpoint, right? The first thing you know that I would do is I would I would ask. You know the uh, whichever engine you happen to be using, whichever site you happen to be using, and say, um, give me some topic ideas of things that I can write about to help build my my credibility and my my authority, and it's going to give you a whole list of topics. You put those into a spreadsheet and you decide I'm going to create a page for each of these, including a video, and be hi, I'm Joe from Something Plumbing. Uh, notice a lot of people have questions about. Uh, whether or not you need a plumber uh, based on your, you know, your drain condition. So I'm going to walk you through how you can test and whether or not you need to, you know, hire a plumber to whatever. So you can use those to create topic ideas and create a spreadsheet and include columns for video and for images. Um, You can go to your reviews, as I mentioned, and see what people are saying about you. You can go to your customers and then you pull all that together with the topics that you generated from AI. And you can get some really good content. You could also at some point do something a little bit more innovative and, and ask, you know, ChatGPT to basically, at some point, well, it won't even be ChatGPT, it'll be probably something even better and greater in a year from now, is you could say, I need to be number one in search results. Here's what I'm currently using as a title and description. Um, Here's, I need a script that's going to basically look at the top three or four search results um, and include a preview of my um, uh, title and description and put it into something like an Amazon Mechanical Turk and run a survey Basically to, to get users feedback on which listing they would click on and why. And then keep keep feeding it in and, and um, cycling until our listing is the number one clicked on, right, by all the surveyors. And those, those surveys can cost five cents, super, super cheap to run. So you put a budget together per month of, of marketing testing you want to do, maybe 200 $300 to start. You might get to a point where you're spending a few thousand, you know, if you're making tens of thousands of dollars in revenue from, you know, from Organic. Um, and then you run this, you know, this, this set, a this series of, um, of protocols so that it does a lot of that testing for you. And then what you're left with is a, a title and a meta description that's likely going to be the most clicked on. Um, that includes all the things that the people who reviewed um, your business in the past have already said about you and including some of the keywords people are searching for. Um, you'll have the topics that you know that they're interested in and pages, you know, that correspond to them. And then you just rinse and repeat every month. And you ask yourself, and you ask your your small team whether it's probably if you're a plumber, it's probably you and your wife, right, or spouse. And you'd say, um, you know, what are we doing every month to make sure that we're improving the quality and helpfulness of our content? What are we doing every month to make sure that that other websites are linking to and mentioning us, you know, through our relationship building and collaborations like um, Norm and Kelsey are doing with their influencer marketing? Um, what are we doing every month to make sure that our listing stands out the most? in the search results so that users choose us the most often and we become the, the final URL that they stay on so that Google recognizes us as being the most helpful. What are we doing every month? And so you sit down at the end of the month, you look at all of those, those different areas, you know, and then you figure out ways that you can incorporate AI to continue to make it better and more streamlined. But I would never recommend to anybody to just say, write me a page about um, if if you were to do that it would be just to see how it compares up to what you wrote based on the topics that you're able to garner from your research and from um you know from from the whole exercise anyway that was, that was a lot
0: <laughs> no that was great yeah it's, it's kind of funny because i uh, i get emails from certain people like i've had uh i've had these contacts for a long time and i know how they write and now i've got this completely different tone and I know it's, com- I know it's AI and it's kind of funny cause I'll just go, you know, back and forth with them just, uh, talking about, you, you know, this new look, right. Or, uh, because it's not them, Yeah, they're using the wrong tone <laughs> and they're coming off as a doctor or a lawyer or, <laughs> you know, a-, a CEO of some fortune 500 yeah. when it's just a guy working out of his basement like uh-huh. me. You know, but so wrong true. tone, wrong tone. The the other thing I was wondering, and I don't know if you have any insight on this. I was on a podcast yesterday where um we had an IP lawyer on and um again very knowledgeable in AI, but I asked if they could give us any further information about who actually owns the content. Mm. Does AI is this chat GPT or do we own the content? and if so, like if if they don't own the content, do we have to put it through a rephraser to regenerate the content so it becomes ours?
2: right yeah, and and, and they haven't published anything about that as far as I know. if If there is now I'm gonna definitely take a look after <laughs> afterwards. but i'm I'm ninety percent sure that nothing has been published from them about um, whether they feel if you're using their system to generate content that it's their content. Um, and I think they, they should have been forthcoming uh, about it out the gate because you can imagine that pretty much everybody now, especially in digital marketing, are using these tools to generate um, titles and descriptions and, and content and, um, you know, short summary data for, you know, whatever. So I, I, think, um, I think that they would have had to have been forthcoming about it from the beginning because they said, use our platform. They never said, but if you do, it's our content. And that's yeah. that's something I think that if they do decide to do that, they're gonna lose their audience because that's the whole reason we you know leverage the platform is to get content ideas
0: yeah. do, you, do you ever use uh act or or um like you want to rephrase things so two things you can either use a rephraser uh and kind of curious if you use that or uh, do you ask it to uh, act humanized or uh the tone will be in a humanized voice? Ever, yeah. it,
2: it, does that work? In the beginning, I did in the beginning, back in like February, March, when I first started playing with it. Yeah, but um, but now, not really. Now, now I just ask it to to read a page that I've already written and write it in my voice, mm-hmm. and that that seems to be more helpful. And 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 now there's there's ways that you can store that so that you don't have to keep saying use it in my voice. You can you know use plugins and and um, extensions and ways so that it stores a lot of that information already for you all these great prompt generators that integrate right into, you know, that the platform like like chat GPT, you can click right on one. And, and what I love about that is, is now instead of you having to go through all those iterations that you're mentioning earlier, it'll, it'll prompt you. so you put in some information and it asks you a question, right? Based on how that prompts series was engineered. So that way you get to them the right result through a series of, of um, questions and answers so that you know that you you get the response that you want. But yeah, I remember back in the early days, it was like, "Now this is act like I'm a five year old, right? Make this readable yeah. for a five yeah. year old or something, <laughs> you know." But yeah, and 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 I'm, I feel your pain because I, as as you mentioned, you know, during the the intro, I'm teaching at UC San Diego and Cal State Fullerton here in California, and I would say probably fifteen to twenty percent of the students are using it. And you, you know, they are because you know, the tone of what them I mean, when you teach for four or five years and you're used to seeing a certain writing style and all of a sudden they're all writing really professional you like, what's going on? You know, and, and I tried for a while to use tools like past and um, originality.ai, uh, but they've gotten so false positive heavy that I just don't trust them anymore. So now a lot of it's a gut check, you know, I'll still kind of run it just out of curiosity but I don't, I don't trust the results most of the time, I feel like. And, and some of our writers get, get downright offended when you say, hey, I ran your article through a, a AI detection tool. You know, and it, it looks a little bit suspicious. Perhaps you can take a look to see maybe if it's just false positive or something. You know, and we've lost writers because they're just so offended, you know, that we would even suggest such a thing. So I Boy, would they got caught, about putting your trust in it. <laughs> maybe, but you can't prove it, you know, other than than that gut sense, like, like you mentioned, when you read it and you're like, yeah, this doesn't feel like what I'm used to seeing when I've been doing this for years and years and years, you know? So
0: So there's, there's probably a lot of listeners that uh, heard of chat GPT. They've been on it. They've, you know, created a prompt, but Mm -hmm. they're not too sophisticated with it. When you're talking about uh, the different plugins can you explain that a little bit and let us know maybe some of your favorite plugins?
2: Let's see. What's the one that we've been using a lot? Well, there's, there's an app that kind of works like a plugin that I showed you earlier on my phone. It's called Genie. And Genie okay. uses um, ChatGPT, and it, it enables mm-hmm. you to see um, uh, newer, recent results beyond just the 2021 database of content that it was fed uh, to learn from. So I think the the biggest plugin, the most important, if you're using ChatGPT, is is any plugin that will enable you to um, to see content from today, not just content up to 2021. So uh, there's a a browser extension. I think I have it on mine right now. Um, dun, 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 let me pull it up for you. It is called ChatGPT Summarize Everything. Oh, And what's great about it is when you're reading an article, a blog post, et cetera, um, it actually will take that whole page. It'll read through it. And I believe it uses ChatGPT because it's an a extension for it. And, and it'll, it'll actually summarize that whole page for you. Now, I went into the plugin itself, into the customization section, and I added in give me 10 action items. And I found a few of them to not be very helpful. So I ended up going down to five. And I said, so let it do its normal summary and key takeaways. But I also want five action items from this article. So that way I know how to how to use the information instead of, you know, just, um, okay, that's really interesting. It's now it's that's interesting. Oh, and there's some some things that we should fold into how we do our, um, you know, our SOPs or however we're, you know, we're we're organizing what we do. So I think that's why one of my favorites is to summarize everything. But there are just a ton. Um, another one that I use, I always forget the acronym for it. But here, let me log into it and tell you. Sure. Um, it is bum, 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 AIPRM. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Yes. And it's gotten a lot of control. There's like yeah. 4,000 prompts in it. Now. I know. <laughs> But, uh, but you know, again, there is a search feature. So you can search and, and, you know, folks that are creating them tag them pretty well. So I I feel like as long as you use that search feature, you can get a, a prompt that will get you close to what you're looking for. Um, and, and if there isn't one, you know, then you could go out to any freelancer platform where there's, you know, prompt engineers that are living and breathing in this world now. And you can say, create me a prompt, you know, for this that I can add to, you know, to this extension. And now you're not not just getting the prompt you need, but you're also contributing to the community so other marketers can leverage it as well.
0: You were mentioning, uh, and I don't know if you did this through BARD or if you were doing it through ChatGPT, Uh where uh, you were analyzing uh, your files. Oh, right. So so uh, how are you doing that on ChatGPT or are you doing it through BARD?
2: Sure, Uh, mostly BARD. Uh, I just, I feel like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just because I, I feel... That now with with Google being you know obviously the biggest search engine and now with users knowing that that Bard is an option and starting to move over there a little bit I don't know what's ahead for ChatGPT so for me I'm I'm kind of thinking because Bard is going to have its generative search results you know right in the integrated web search it's probably smarter to start figuring out how to get what I need from Bard only because you know again all all our clients are borderline obsessed about their keyword rankings in Google mm-hmm. and they don't really care as much about chat GPT, you know, ChatGPT GPT, for the most part, people aren't using it to find a nearby restaurant because it only goes up to 2021. Right. Whereas <laughs> BARD, you can still kind of get that info. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, in terms of file analysis, one of my favorite things to do with, is include it with keyword research. We just reinvented our entire SEO content strategy and workflow calling our SEO content workflow. And it starts with with keyword research, and if you do any sort of SEO, if you're an e-commerce site and you're doing a category, for example, let's say you're you're going after Rolex Submariner, right? It's a it's a super competitive keyword, and you know there's um, millions of dollars every year being spent to rank for those keywords because those pages will generate millions of dollars of revenue for the the watch owners. So um, the way I would take something like that is I would start with data I already have. So I would take my Um, Google Search Console Insights for the Rolex Submariner URL. And then I can download that and, and basically tell Bard to go through this list and theme those keywords, organize them for me. And and from there, I can help organize the sections of the page based on how people are finding the page in search results. I'd also use my paid search query data. I'd go into Google Ads, into my search campaign, specifically for Rolex Submariner. i go to my search terms report where I'd see all the actual search terms that people used um, that triggered our ad and see those ones that converted. And if they converted, we'll just say two or more, two or more sales. Um, then I take those search terms and fold them into that same workbook before I upload it to, to be organized. The next thing I would do is because I I don't want to just guess based on how I've been found. I also want to use insights based on what's working for competitors. So we're, I think the whole community is using uh, Python quite a bit to experiment and learn how we can leverage Python to get information that, um, you know, other programs and software and tools um, aren't yet doing or doing well enough. So for example, um, I'm running a, 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 chat, a chat GPT kind of hybrid uh, protocol where I start with Python and I say basically, here's a list of URLs as many as I want. I usually do somewhere between 10 and 20. Here's a list of URLs that rank on the first you know 10 to 20 results. Um, please scrape the, the titles, the descriptions, the headings, the subheadings, the image alt attributes, and the URL and the words in the URL. Um, and give me a list of, of search terms. Column two, right, combine all the, the search terms from all the competing URLs. Column three, uh, lowercase them for me, uh, or, or dedupe them and lowercase them for me, right? So, so what I'm left with is a, a basically a list of, of different ways that competitors are, are um, writing topics to try to rank for their content. And then I'll use the ChatGPT for Sheets extension in Google Workspace. And I'll do this this sort of entity extraction from that. So it'll basically extract the entities from each of those different focal points, headings, titles, um, descriptions, subheadings, alt attributes, file names, etc. And then I get a list of entities that I can look at and say, okay, um, hey, writer, we need to make sure that we're talking about these entities because they're all mentioned in in context on the top ranking pages in Google. Um, you know, then you combine that with some of the insights you, you, you garnered from your search term reports and maybe a little, um, you know, research that you did in SEMrush or whatever your favorite uh, keyword research tool is. And two, two ways that I like to do that. One is by doing the same thing that we just did with the URLs, but not just using the URLs, but using the keywords that the competitors are actually ranking for. So it's basically taking the top 10 to 30 competitors and extracting the keywords that they're all appearing for. Um, And then running a frequency table um, to see how often, you know, those, those keywords intersect. And then you can tell the AI, you know, please remove anything that has less than two intersects. So that way we're only working with search terms that, um, you know, uh, two or more websites get traffic from. That'll eliminate all the brand terms, you know, from your research. You don't have to worry about um, your your. Keyword research, trying to tell you to rank for your competitor's name—it's silly. Um, the other way I use SEMrush, you know, for for keyword research is using a seed keyword, like we've been doing for 20 years in all these different platforms, putting in that seed keyword and seeing, you know, what kind of results I can get. Um, the, the two parts of that is I'll also toggle over to questions only just so that I can get the questions for the FAQ Mm. section of the page so that I get a more richer search result by having FAQ page markup on each page. So I take all that keyword research, feed it through AI to organize it, sort it, prioritize it, make sure I've addressed all the entities and search terms that I need to include in that copy. I feed that over to the writer um, and then it goes through an editor to make sure that they use those search terms um, and and talked about those different uh, entities and, and that they're incorporated into the table of contents and FAQs. And now I know I've got myself a, a pretty darn well optimized page based on data and competitor insights. So that's one way that we, we start with AI as we start producing content.
0: Ooh, very that's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got You're that. Kel- right? Kelsey, Kelsey, get on that. Uh, all right. So uh, we are way past the bottom of the hour. Wow. I can't believe we're already at uh, 1245. Uh, if, so there's lots of people listening right now. If this is the first time you're listening, we do something uh, at the end of every podcast, and that's something called the Wheel of Kelsey. Um, if you're interested in, in, <clears throat> in entering, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people. You get a second entry and what is the giveaway today well steve why don't you tell us a little bit about it
2: sure so as a consultancy a lot of what we do is help businesses that are trying to appear more prominently in search so we're doing a a 90 minute strategy session so we'll basically send you a list of questions and things that we um, that will help us to give you a really good 90 minutes of of the best of us to help you one, troubleshoot why some things aren't ranking or performing well, and two, to give you a little bit of a roadmap so you you know for the next few months, you know where your areas of focus could be to maximize search for the next six to twelve months.
0: And first of all, that's awesome. Second of all, it's priceless. It really is priceless. If you get Steve's time for ninety minutes, that's incredible. Uh, and I, I want to back this up because you're not just coming on here and you're talking, and you're not a guy that's just you know, gone through a course in SEO, you've been in the field since the beginning and you've, and you are working with the top of the top. In fact, which was kind of funny because, uh, you got a razzed a little bit about this, but when you typed in, uh, SEO or SEO specialist or SEO optimization, you were the guy that came up number one. (laughs) So, but you got razzed so you stopped yeah. doing that right
2: <laughs> yeah they thought it was a bragging thing and it you know we made we calculated we made somewhere close to four million dollars during the time that that we were ranking for that keyword you know but we've established ourselves well enough with you know the multi-location and franchise businesses that we work with that it was safe for us to let that go and in doing so we we really um, we really have a, a fantastic relationship with our peers with the folks that run the the conferences and um, it's it's I wouldn't trade it for a billion dollars and I'm, I'm probably never going to try to rank for that keyword again. You <laughs> know, as we launch our new website, we might go after consultancy or whatever, yeah. but calling yourself an expert in an industry where there's no documentation. Oh, you did mention uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, you've, you've been teaching this stuff for a while. I actually wrote the textbook uh, that I think 40 colleges now in the in the U.S. universities are using. It's called SEO Strategy and Skills and it's through the Courseware system at Stukent. So it does have the whole you know, um, uh, number and everything as a, as a certified textbook. So, um, kind of neat, kind of neat little win for the last couple of years was 10 years ago. I said, one day I want to be a writer and, you know, and write content and, and write a book. And, uh, here I am 10 years later and it's, uh, going on, it's, uh, we're doing the third edition now. Wow. Um, so pretty exciting.
0: See, I, I basically flunked out of school and I use Grammarly. <laughs>
2: I use Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> I really do.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's go to a sponsor, and we'll be right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Shergo sure Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? Shergo sure Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram, and in less than ninety days. With Shergo Marketing, you could build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. So, questions, comments, get them in. We'll get to them uh, at the top of the hour. And, anyways, how much time do you have?
2: I've got another 10 minutes. I have a Perfect. meeting okay. with a, an old friend in 10 minutes. So,
0: Oh, yes. The fellow that's coming over from Korea. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> All right. Very good. So get in your questions and we'll try to get to them. Okay. Now let's talk about um, how can uh, how can AI work with e-commerce business? Like, what should those SEO strategies
2: look like? Sure. So I mentioned the category idea with coming up with keyword research. You know, something that we did that was really effective for some of the restaurants we work with is we pulled uh, localized information around each location. When you have two thousand locations, you can't write two thousand pages. You know, mm-hmm. to have your let's say breakfast restaurant, show up you know, at the top of the search results at scale. That's a lot of work. So we're able to use um, AI to basically collect that data. And then we bounce that data off of a different AI system. So we'll use, say, ChatGPT and then uh, validate it with BARD. Or, you know, in, in many cases still, because we don't necessarily 100% trust the information, we still have somebody who does a QA, just a manual sort of review and anything that looks suspicious or off. Um, you know, will we'll have to be done manually. But but in that process, we were able to get 60 different unique fields. Now, if we think about our products and our product details and all of the different parameters of, of the products, first, we want to make sure that we, we're utilizing all of them. And if we're not, then it's probably a good idea to look at the competitors who are selling the same product to make sure, you know, if, if we're missing some fields that we know what those fields are. And we could probably use some level of, of scraping to, to make sure that we pull those fields into our database and that we have all the same standard fields. Now, once we have all those product detail fields, we can feed those into AI to generate product descriptions that are unique and helpful. Um, and then again, you want to make sure um, that part of that process might be, okay, so here's what I want you to do. And you can name your AI, whatever you want. Will Pemble, you know, our, our company president and former co-founder of web.com, just brilliant guy. He names his AI, Fred right? He says, your name is now Fred. Okay, Fred, um, I'm writing a, a product a detail page and a product description. Here are the fields um, that and, and um, information about the product that we know about. Here are the reviews, the product reviews that we found on our site and maybe on other websites. Um, write me a, a really helpful product description for a user um, uh, based on what the end desire is of why they want to use it or why they need it, um, you know, again, based on those different data sources. And and then what it does is it, it pulls all those different fields in and it writes a really good description for you. And at that point, you know, those those can funnel into a work queue that somebody here who's, you know, maybe a, an intern who's going for a journalist degree or something and wants some writing experience can take and, and, you know, and kind of make it their own. You could also add the brand voice, of course. You could say, here's um, here's how our company writes, maybe point to the about us page and say, you know, write in this style and include, um, you know, all of these different fields and attributes and reviews to create a, a really helpful description. Then again, in the future, as you start planning ahead and when these technologies are working in this way, you could say, now, Fred, um, I want you to take our page and um, compare it up to the top ranking pages in the search results and then ask users which page they would click on and, and why. Take those insights, rewrite the content to be more helpful and aligned with what the user's feedback is or the, you know, the surveyor's feedback is. And continue to do that in that loop like we talked about with the plumber until, until we're the most clicked on and the most helpful. Um, and then once you do have the most helpful page, you're just going to rinse and repeat or set it on autopilot every month to go in and make sure that it's staying up to date and staying better and staying um, unique and helpful uh, we can't really do that at scale manually, but thanks to AI, we're going to be able to. So I would start thinking with that mindset of how can I automate a constant improvement to the quality, quantity, and helpfulness of my pages based on the, the product attributes, based on product reviews, you know, both on our site and other sites, um, and, um, you know, and then measure it and have the AI look at those measurements and continue to do its its work. Um, you do need to set some level, someone on the conveyor belt as a moderator to make sure during that process that we don't accidentally say something inappropriate, you know, that nothing gets published, that it shouldn't, you know, and that might take, you know, a a small handful of people, but in doing so, if you could be number one for every product in your uh, e-commerce website, is it worth it to hire a few hands to, to do a little bit of that moderation? If AI is doing a bulk of the grunt work for you, probably, and it might take a little bit longer and that queue might get, you know, filled up. That's okay. You get to it as, as fast as you can, and and do as much as you can. And um, every month, you're just going to continue to see growth and improvements because it's a data driven, measurable um, automation process or protocol. So that's the way I would my mindset as it comes to e commerce and how I might you know leverage it to um, to just always have um, you know the absolute best and most helpful page versus the competition.
0: All right, very good. Now, because of your time, Kels, let's go over to some of the questions.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll try and get through this first. Uh, first one from Spencer, asking as a student, do you really hate when people email you using AI? You know, I don't know,
2: not really. It depends on depends on what the context of it is. If it's, If it's, I mean, we use it all the time when we're texting people back and it gives us the little prompts where you can just say thanks or whatever. I I live and breathe in those, those simple prompts. It saves us time, it's helpful. No one's ever said that offends me that you used, you know, a, a default response. You know they they get it they they understand everyone's busy and multitasking and doing things so um if it's a personal email and they're doing it that way or, or it's an email outreach you know then yeah mark is spam right
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah and and you're responding with ai anyway <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: all right next one uh specifically for the giveaway uh will this giveaway be valuable for someone who hasn't launched their first product yet he's Absolutely. working on a prototype uh, of course,
2: though. yeah, I can I can help um, suggest the CMS to use. I can suggest uh, extensions and plugins to pay attention, pay attention to. And I also have an, a technical SEO prerequisites um, deck that I can share so that as your developer and designer starting to work on the website, it'll uh, basically make sure that it, all of those different components get addressed. So everything from user experience and floating call-to-action buttons on mobile and page speed, all those things that we know are important you know, to build a solid foundation for SEO. So absolutely.
1: Okay. And we've got two more, uh, one from CoolHand. This may have already been answered, but I got pulled away. Uh, how well does ChatGBT do at giving SEO if asked to write an SEO, optimize anything, blog, title, ad copy, etc.?
2: No, by by default, I, I haven't felt it was it was where it could be. I think it's probably 25, 30% there. Thanks to other tools like Jasper and you know, uh, similar type of uh, platforms, you can get a little bit closer to getting better advice. Um, you know, there's there's Surfer SEO that's doing some really cool stuff. Um, there's a lot of tools that will will help give you inspiration if nothing else. But in terms of like coming up with topic ideas, that whole um, Python thing I was talking about earlier, some of that can be done to a degree in Jasper. Um, so you can get a lot of that data. Um, it's in beta still. It's kind of neat to play with, but. Um, and they're getting closer to being able to do it the way that you know, we coded it. So I would, I would say you know, they're, they're getting there, but I don't know that I would ever actually use it to you know, straight out generate content. I would do it for inspiration to see how it lines up with the content I wrote um, and absolutely use it for topic ideas.
1: Okay, and then um, our last question is from Rad. Uh, SEO through ChatGPT for our portable solar products leads to roof solar. We used AI PRM for ChatGPT and we got the same result. We specified portable solar and are still unsatisfied with what we are doing wrong.
2: Any tips or advice for someone trying to use it? Let's see, I'm going to read it again. Portable solar products leads to roof solar. Okay, use used ChatGPT, got the same result. So basically, the the output isn't what was expected from the inputs, and the a the AI uh, tool that that a lot of us are using, it's you know it's it's going to have phantom things, it's going to have uh, you know bad and weird results. I would try Bard. I would try using a different system. I would, um, you know, I would even try to go like I mentioned earlier to a freelancer or someone and ask them to create a prompt for you. You know, mm-hmm. that it gets closer to what you're looking for. And then what you do is you give them the answer of what you were expecting to get. Um, and then they'll keep coding it until, you know, their plug in, their extension um, gives you that same answer.
0: Steve, is there a, a good platform to go and find these? Like th- there's Upwork or online yeah. jobs. Is there something that you would recommend? You know, I, I probably
2: would start with just the digital marketing community. You know, there's, there's a lot of those online genius groups, you know, in Slack and, um, you know, I've even got an SEO club of my own. It's kind of fun to talk to other SEOs and um, sometimes I invite students in too, to hang out with us. But um, I think there's there's social media groups like Facebook and, and LinkedIn and you can ask around. You can say, does anyone know somebody who, who does a really good job with prompt engineering? Um, I've been goofing around a little bit with Freelancer. And in fact, freelancers where I was able to, to get the base of the Python script that I needed, you know, to be able to extract those results. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, start with the social groups because that way you get more um, referral from people you trust and then, you know, explore some of the the platforms like freelancer.
0: Very good. OK, so, Kelsey, why don't we hold off on the sponsor and we'll just go right into the
1: well, uh Yes, Kelsey. Well, let's, uh, Steve, if you have to get going, we can say goodbye here if you wanted to share your contact information. um, Or you can stick around. minutes late. It's all good. i love hanging out with you guys. All right. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so we'll go over to the, the Wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey.
0: win this kelsey make up a name put it in there
1: <laughs> all right i just want to make sure i got everyone that entered um all right so uh thank you everyone for entering we do this every single episode so make sure you come back monday wednesday friday and uh let's see who today's winner is mm-hmm. give it a spin uh if you are the winner please email me kate at lunch with norm.com and it looks oh, like cool jason jason
2: jason uh, yeah, all right Jason.
1: jason. Congratulations. Just email me, Kate at lunchwithnorm.com and we'll get you all set up. And so, uh, were we Jason?
0: Did you mark us as Jason?
1: I was just wondering if we of course. Yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we're, oh, very good. All right. We won.
0: Jason. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Steve, somebody wants to work with your agency. How do they contact your you or the agency? To sure. get more Well, information. we love
2: we love just to help people in general. So if you just want us to take a look at something or ask questions, you know we we don't have any salespeople here. So it's just a small team of. I think we have nine now. So um, by all means, if you just want to throw something by us, uh, we're Wideman everywhere. W i i d e m a n. If you just want to talk to me and and talk shop and nerd out with me, I'd love that. Um, I'm SEO Steve everywhere. So um, by all means, find me on all the socials at SEO Steve and happy to you know schedule some time and just talk shop with you.
0: It's awesome, and this—that's really why I like you so much—is that you just love sharing, just sharing content. I mean, it, it's fantastic. You're an awesome guy, Thank you. and uh, hopefully, we can get you on again. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here.
1: 100, 100, 100.